How yeah? How how old is your how old is your kid? Small. Oh. Hey, it's your birthday. What? How are you? How many are you turning? Big. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Two can play that game. Hey, I'm Pete Steele. And I'm Andrew Miller, and welcome to Two Can Play That Game, the podcast for people who have one friend. If you have more than one friend, this podcast is not for you. Now, you can uh, dance your way right out the door. Dance your way right out the door. Put on your tap shoes and or ballet slippers and or (laughs) point shoes. I don't know. Are those the same thing as ballet slippers? I'm trying to think of all the different footwear. Put them all on if you want. I don't. I don't care. Put some shoes on your feet. Whatever. You know what I mean. But the bottom line is, put on what you need to feel comfortable dancing out the door. You know? Out the door. Into... So leave. Stop listening to this podcast right now. Um, oh, unless yeah. you have one friend, then you then we want you to keep listening. Mm-hmm. 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 And you can also dance if you by while you're listening to this podcast if you have one friend. Oh, yeah. So you don't sure. have to necessarily go out the door. Uh, we're not saying you can't dance. You know, these things now, are not mutually be... exclusive. You know what I mean? Is what I'm saying. Now, now we're talking. Now we're talking, Pete. I mean, we could start. Um, I, I think we should start doing two can dance that dance. We, there's all kinds of dances for two people. Yeah. You know, tango. Oh yeah. And oh yeah. Waltz. That that's that game. You know, ha- is has a huge two player. You know. Uh, contingency, I'd say that the the world of dance, you know. Well, go ahead and sign up for our Patreon, and you can see Pete and I streaming uh, us doing the foxtrot uh, and <laughs> salsa dancing well. and all kinds of other things. <laughs> now they're gonna demand it, Andrew. Well, hey, that's why I say these things. To, you know. Yeah, yeah, I can tell. Actually, now I'm realizing that you that's you just want to do that. Well, all right, <laughs> next time we get together. <laughs> Uh, hey Andrew, um, the tune into our Patreon where we're gonna two can uh, make a million dollars. I'm just trying to speak whatever into you know <laughs> whatever into being that I want, just <laughs> like you. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. If you say it, it'll happen on the Patreon. If you say it, we have to do it for the Patreon. <laughs> Uh, Andrew, um, this is, of course, a podcast, and I don't know if you've heard about these things, but uh, I'm talking into a microphone, and then oh. you are listening to it out there. So, um, And we do it specifically about two-player board games, Andrew. And today, today, what are we covering, Andrew? Uh, we're call- covering a two-player board game called, aptly named Sobek colon Two Players. So back. That's right. Two players. I love when a when a two player board game has two players in it in its name. It's good. You know. Is this is this the first co- game we've ever covered that actually in the title it says two players? I think so. It's yeah. Just... You well usually they kind of they get a little more. Mm, oh, they the have word? they get a little more fancy with it. They call it duel or duet right. or right. you know that kind of thing. Uh, but this one just went <laughs> no frills, two players. <laughs> Sobek, two uh, which players, which I love. Uh, and of course, it's called Sobek colon two players because in, there already was a Sobek, which you know you could play with more than two players. But then they they stepped in and they made specifically a two player version of it uh, a little bit more recently, and that's what we're covering today, of course, because the other one, well, just toss it right out your window. Are we actually, Pete? I'm just realizing this. Are we sure that we're pronouncing that right, Sobek? 
uh, it's an Egyptian word, right? I am, I am not sure at all. So <laughs> not sure I've ever heard this pronounced before. <laughs> no, no, I do not know. Um, well, and it's the name you know, of a of an Egyptian um, deity, right? So yes. maybe it, you know, I don't. Uh, you and know. It's, it's maybe it's just a name. These ancient gods, to me, um, you know, because they always it's. The Egyptians, the Romans, the Greeks, a lot of uh, ancient religions had these kind of where they had, uh, what do they call this, a polydeity? Oh boy, I said the wrong thing. Where you have multiple gods, they all represent a different, you know, sort of aspect of life. I love that they had a uh, god, the god of a corruption. A pantheon? Pantheism? I don't know. Pantheism? I don't know. But anyway, um, <clears throat> yeah, I love that Sobek is a god of corruption. They they have like a god <laughs> have a god for everything including including corruption so yeah 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 that's great it's i mean this is like it all grew out of animism right which is the idea that like um like there was a god there was a spirit to everything you know what i mean and so eventually that kind of became a little bit more structured and became actual figures actual gods that took care of things yeah it's uh you think at some point you think at some point like some you know egyptian person's walking around like oh really now we we have a god of corruption we got a god for everything here it's like yeah yeah. who's praying to this guy you know what i mean (laughs) (laughs) they're coming out with it it's like when they always uh i don't know they seem to be always coming out with new marvel superheroes like really come on i thought we were already really (laughs) had everyone we could think of jeez louise then they have somebody who's got uh, stretchy arms or whatever you know what i mean that kind of thing (laughs) yeah Um, Andrew, everyone's at home is dying to know what uh, Sobek Two Players is uh, all about, and uh, I, I, if I know my audience, Andrew, they're probably like, uh, I'm gonna need you guys to sum this up in one sentence. One sentence explanations. Wow, Pete, you know the audience so well. Uh, they are, they were begging. I could hear them actually. Uh, they were saying, "Sum it up in wow. one sentence." Come on, get to wow, it. Sum wow, it they're outside your house as we speak, and you get ready to. <laughs> it's an you're going to want to pack up your most, you know, valuable things and get out. You know, that's right. That's right. Um, well, uh, if I had to sum up Sobek two players in one sentence, I would say. It's the game where being corrupt actually has consequences. You know, unlike in real Ooh, life. Ooh, unlike in real life. Wow, mm-hmm. absolute social commentary out the yes, bat. Yes, that was a hot take. Double double barrel social commentary. <laughs> Kaplow. <laughs> uh, yes, but also sadly, absolutely true. Andrew, I would <laughs> say Sobek two players. If I sum it up in one sentence, I'd say Jaipur with more cardio. <laughs> with more cardio. You know. Yeah, okay. there's more. It's more of a workout. You're moving things around. You're picking things up. A little yeah. bit more of a, you know, there's a piece that's sliding that's... diagonally and yada yada yada. There's Twisting that thing to shape to face different directions. Yeah, your fingers get a little mm-hmm. more cardio with this game. I see it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You're gonna have yeah, some yeah, slim yeah. fingers by the end of this game, folks. You're gonna, your fingers are gonna <laughs> sweat. Slim. Yeah, they're gonna be calling you slim fingers out there. <laughs> hey, it's slim finger. The guy at the bar, bartender, polishing a glass. Hello, Slim Fingers. You know, I mean? <laughs> the usual, please. You know, yeah, right. so back two players. You're going to a board game bar, obviously. So back two wow. players. Yes. Obviously. You know, obviously. I don't have time to play it with you today. And it's like, I'll play it on my own, two handed. You know, <laughs> two handed. <laughs> gotta get double the work. You know, you gotta work both Andrew. hands. Yeah. 
what is this game, Andrew? I said it's kind of like Jaipur. You talked about how it has corruption. Everyone's like, uh, fill me in, please. One <laughs> sentence was not enough, it turns out. Oh, so wow. here's it. Here's the thing, right, Andrew? So you got... Um, you're collecting, you're doing set collection of mm -hmm. different types of goods. There's like five different types of goods, right? There's livestock, there's fish, there's um, wheat, there's ebony, there's ivory. Um, and oh, and there's, to... uh, I think there's another one, right? There's the clay. Uh... Oh, well, there's, there's, there's jade statues that are like wild, like jokers or whatever. Yeah. No, there's the purple one, right? Didn't you mention that one? Oh, right. Marble, marble. Marble, that's what it um, was. Yep, yep. Okay, so there's a lot. There's a lot of different things uh, you Six, can collect. Yeah. And uh, kind of like Jaipur, like some of them are mm, very – are more valuable. Could, uh, in the long run are worth more points, you know what I mean? Could get have the potential to get you more points, you know what I mean? Um, with uh, ivory and ebony at the top, basically. I think mm -hmm. ivory is the top, ebony is right underneath it, and then marble and then wheat and fish and livestock and stuff like that. Um but what you're doing is you're collecting sets of those, and then um, some of them have little golden scarabs on them. And so for those of you who have played King Domino out there, you'll kind of understand this with the whole idea of collecting a certain amount of um, a certain subsection of items and uh, and then multiplying it by the number of golden scarabs on the cards that you have or the tiles that you have the scarab uh, that beetles giving you the that giving you the uh the value of it basically so and then uh, and eventually just like in jaipur you sell your collection of your goods to get points basically um and uh and obviously they're more valuable um when you increase either the number of different um, pieces in your collection or the number of golden scarabs on the tiles in your collection. When you increase either of those numbers, mm -hmm. the value goes up. Obviously, it's by multiples, you know, when it's the golden scarabs, or it's, you know, by mm, a smaller amount of multiples, I guess, uh, <laughs> <laughs> with, if with the items. So if you had um, four fish tiles and none of them had a golden scarab on them, that's worth zero because it's four times zero. But if yeah. you had um, four fish tiles... And one of them had a golden, and there was one golden scarab on it, it'd be worth four. If uh, if there was two golden scarabs on it, it'd be worth eight, etc. You get it okay. by now. Yeah. Um, and uh, and basically that's that's what you're doing. You're trying to collect what you can, sell them when you think it's appropriate to sell them. Maybe holding off to try to build up more, you know, golden scarabs to make your whole set more valuable. But. How do you get those items, Andrew? Well, that that's where that's where the real game design comes in, and that's where the corruption comes in that we were talking about. It, it all these yeah. tiles are laid out on a big uh, grid, six by six grid, and uh, I believe it's random in the beginning. Um, but you yep. you lay them all down, and <clears throat> you start by you know taking one off, and then there's a uh, a little token that uh, goes on the blank space of the uh, where you just took the tile from. And mm -hmm. that's going to point either or like up and down, left or right, orthogonally, or in one of the diagonal right. directions. And right, the tiles, the tiles itself show you what direction to point the little onk piece in uh, so, when you take it. So every time you take a tile, the onk is going to be reoriented in a certain direction. Well, so that's part of the strategy. So you know, you may say, "Ooh, I want to take this fish tile." 
But then you also got to look at, well, what direction is that going to point the token in and um, what options are going to be open to my opponent on the next turn? So because they can only they can only take from the, you know, the direction that that thing's pointing. Um, So but where the corruption comes in is, let's say it's pointing, you know, uh, down the row to the left. And you say, well, I don't want the one that's immediately to the left. Ooh, but there's one, uh, you know, two or three tiles down the row that I do want. And you can take that one and skip all the other ones. But the ones in between where the token is and the one that you're taking, those go in your corruption, which are kind of like counting against your score at the end of the game. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, you, you, skip, you skip the bunch and you took them off as your corruption just to get the one that you wanted. Yeah, uh, exactly. Almost, almost kind of like in Circle the Wagons. If you right. if you want a card that's like two ahead, you don't want to take the next one or, or the one after that. You can, but you know, you also get a penalty for doing that. Which in that game is you give them to your opponent. But in this game, it's you take those things and but they and add them to your corruption board, and they can. Uh, and the player at the end of the game who has the least corruption gets like an extra seven points, which can be a very big bonus. Mm. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess the only other thing with this game is there are some. Well, Pete mentioned there are wild cards. The uh, the ivory or not the ivory. The uh, uh, what are they called? The, the jade, jade statues. Jade statues. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. There are also um, some jade statues Car- of Sobe- Sobek, by the way, which is oh, is um, that what that is? Yeah. Uh, known as yeah because it's known as a the go- a lot of depictions in ancient Egypt and hieroglyphics of Sobek is with a crocodile head, and so those uh-huh. are the jade statues. Are have a crocodile head. They're they're up so bad. Um, the there are some character cards as well, and of course these are going to give you special powers if you choose to use them as uh, mm-hmm. as characters. Or you can also each character kind of like is associated with one of the goods, so you can add that to one of your set collections and trade that in with one of your mm-hmm. sets as well. Right. So there's lots of different choices and a lot of strategy involved with this one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, and then on top of that, there is like five bonus, um, un, uh, unknown oh, bonus tokens, basically, that. that you can pull from. Kind of like in Jaipur, when you sell a certain amount, you can grab um, a token, and you won't know exactly what the prize is underneath until you flip it over. Um, in this one, um, if every time you sell a set, no matter what the value of it is, you get to look at those five bonuses and choose the one you want, basically. Um, and there's only those five for those whole, for the whole game. Um, so it becomes a question of like how quickly you want to sell things to to try to get those bonuses, or how you want to how long you want to wait to make your own sets more valuable over time as you add to it before you sell it, which is a lot of push and pull. I like that too. Um, a lot of them. And sometimes those things are very valuable, those bonuses. Uh-huh. Sometimes it's just a bunch of points. Sometimes it's a small amount of points. Sometimes it's like you get to do a whole nother turn in a, it right after you take your turn. Sometimes it deals with your corruption. So the bonuses are cool. And then what triggers the end of the game <laughs> is that, uh, like, if you ever are at a point where the Ankh is facing a certain direction, but there are no more tiles in that row or in that diagonal or in that column, you have to trigger like a reset of the market where you, where you take the, the remaining tiles that you've shuffled up and fill in the spots that are, that are bare. And if that ever happens and your pile of remaining um, tiles of items are empty, well, that's the end of the game. You know what I mean? Basically, you take one more turn, I think, and then uh, and then you add up your points, and that's it. So it can move pretty quick, honestly. 
you play until you can't do anything anymore basically it's like well, exactly no, right no you play time. until you can't do anything anymore right right and there might be there mm-hmm. might be a lot of tiles left on the board there might be only a few mm-hmm. tiles left on the board it just depends on how the how the whole thing works out yeah that's a whole that's a whole other layer of strategy which is like maybe you can kind of like calculate in your head you're like i'm pr- i have a pretty good lead I want to try to end this fast. You know what I mean. So I'm right. going to actually, I'm going to, I'm going to try to set up the onk so that it's oriented in a way that we can't keep playing. That it's going to just end because there are no more pieces to take in this, you know, direction or whatever. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Just so that we can end it now. I don't want to give my player time to get back in the game. So yeah, which is also kind of a you see that similar strategy can be employed in Jaipur t- as well because in that game, remember once you sell. Uh, once three of the stacks are depleted, that's the end of the game there, too. So you can kind of, like, keep it going or end it quicker there, too. But, Andrew, why are there so many similarities to Jaipur? Uh, <laughs> I think there must be some sort of explanation in the history of this game, Andrew. Uh-huh. Well, you would be correct in that one. Um, this game, uh, I did look up the history of this game. And actually, um, it's designed by our old friend Bruno Catala. Um Mm-hmm. And also uh, with Sebastian Pauchon. And we've covered games by both these Our guys other before. old friend. Yeah, yes. we have. Yeah. Br- mm-hmm. Bruno, uh, I found this. I wish I had found this with his other games. He has on his website, of course, I didn't think to look at his own website. On his website, he has a journal of every single game that he's ever designed and kind of like how he designed it, basically. Wow. Um, so, yeah. Now, it's all in French, but thanks to my good friend Google. Uh, thank you, Google.com. Uh, Google was able to translate it, so I didn't have to. Um, but anyway, this yeah, it was so nice. Uh, this game was uh, just came out in June 2021, so um, hmm. just just last year, and it was mm-hmm. published by Ketchup Games, not Ketchup, not like Ketchup and Mustard. It's Catch and then Space Up, not Cats Up. No, right? Yes, it's <laughs> tricky when you say it fast. Anyway, Catch Up Games. <laughs> Um, designed by Bruno Cathala and Sebastian Pauchon. Now, you may remember these names. Um, well, actually, these two had have teamed up before on a yeah. popular game called Jamaica. They they worked yeah. on together. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And Bruno, you remember from, at least on our show, he's done, like, at this point, hundreds of games. But um, yeah. he's designed uh, Mr. Jack, which we covered earlier right. this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seven Wonders yep. Duel. Um, right. Raptor. Raptor. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and Sebastian yeah. Pauchon. Sebastian, of course, is the designer of Jaipur. So yes, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So a lot of games. Hence, hints that... <laughs> a lot of um, pulling from Jaipur, but also pulling from King Domino, which is not a two-player game, uh, or at least the original. They did make a two-player version of it, though, Andrew, which we might want to grab oh, at some point. Well, but no, um, but uh, but you know, so it makes sense that a lot of the elements from both those games kind of just slammed together into this one. But yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, I, th- I thought this is kind of like the all-star team up with these two. You know, it's like it's like the <laughs> Avengers Endgame of board, the oh, Avengers board yeah. game. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like Bruno and Sebastian Assemble. All right. And they, <laughs> for the history of this game, you got to go all the way back to 2010 uh, when Bruno released a card game. Now, it was a, definitely a card game with just regular, you know, cards. Uh, right. And it's called Sobek. And it was... You know, kind of similar set collection kind of thing, uh, but not not like tiles out on a board and everything like that. And um, but uh, kind of kind of some similar ideas in there. There was corruption that you mm-hmm. could take and that kind of thing. 
but um, it was two to four players, which, you know, obviously I'm never going to ever play that game. Come but yeah. uh, <laughs> it was received with some, some nice success, and, you know, Bruno was happy with it, but the publisher uh, didn't really think it was selling enough, so they, they had to stop printing it. And uh, he said mm. in his little journal that he was frustrated by this because, I mean, for him it was making, you know, pretty good money at that time in his career. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm, um, yeah. over the next... 10 years or so he would still get emails from people asking like hey how can we how can we get our hands on this game uh so it sort mm. of had like a little bit of a cult following almost right um and he himself continued playing the game and uh discovered that when you play at two players uh you could kind of break the game by taking um more valuable cards and leaving less desirable cards to the opponent you could become you could basically you could take a, like a lot of corruption, but you could still win. Uh, and it didn't work every time, but at two players, it was more likely to happen. So I'm not that familiar with how the game works, but um, but mm. that's what he said. He said it was like, oh yeah, if you if you're playing at two players, it you you can kind of like find this little loophole and, and win a lot more often. Yeah, than not. game the system. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, but it was enough to give him idea for this game that. The corruption should be proportional, he said, proportional to its intensity. So it, it needed more balance with the two-player version with the corruption. Yeah. So yeah. he invited his friend Sebastian Pauchon to join him. They had become good friends from working on Jamaica mm-hmm. together. And mm-hmm. uh, Bruno had just finished a new abstract game, which is called Insert. And that's a two-player uh, abstract right. game. That's on Board Game Arena. I'm, pretty, I'm not even sure they made a print version. I think it was only a digital release. Hmm. Um. Yeah, but it's uh, he he has a physical copy. He showed a picture of it. It looks kind of cool. It's for two players, and it's just a bunch of like squares with lines pointing in, in all different directions, and you put them out randomly on the board, and then you have oh. like one player is like white and one player is red, and then you put your circles on the different squares. Um, but whichever one you place it on, like let's say you place it on a square that has a line going side to side, then your opponent can only place their circle on a square in that row. And so it's the same thing as with the the Ankh token in this one. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So that's where he got that idea. Right, right. Your your action determines um, the limits of your opponent's next action. I see. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And it's the same exact thing. Go up and down, side to side, diagonal. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's just in this one you move the token and the the arrows on the tiles decide that but that's basically the same thing as this yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um mm-hmm. yeah so so they made a prototype with all the different goods from from the original sobek and uh it mm-hmm. worked with with two players but uh they weren't sure they were like oh you can really only play this with two players and so they weren't sure if they were going to rework it somehow to make it like a two to four player game because that's kind of what they wanted to do but eventually they said no this is just going to be sobek for two players and I am so Bingo. glad that so glad that they did that. Thank you. Yeah. For yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, obviously, they both had a history of making games that were for two players, so they weren't yeah. they weren't like you know I would I guess they weren't like afraid to take a, a chance on a two player game essentially. So that's yeah. So the only other real mm-hmm. big change was that um, in the original Sobek there were three rounds, which were all kind of like the same ah. thing, it was just three rounds. And this one they replaced that with the. You know, you have a finite amount of tiles, and once they kind of run out, and you can't do anything anymore, then you then the game's over. So he thought that right, was right. More elegant. well, and of course, not only did they keep like the items and stuff like that from uh, from the original Sobek, but they kept the entire theme basically because the right. original Sobek was also 
you know, kind of an ancient Egyptian marketplace um, setting. Um, right. So, yeah. And they kept it kind of cartoony as well. Like it was slightly, I think it's a different artist for both games, but for both those games, they, they didn't, you know, they didn't do like a Seven Wonders Duel type, like very serious illustrations. Right. They did more cartoony illustrations well, to keep it kind of light. It's funny you mentioned the artwork because the publisher um, had created the game, was ready to print the game, and they had different artwork, which Bruno and Sebastian um, unfortunately did not like. They said, oh, we don't really like oh. the artwork. And he shared a picture of it on his website. Um, I wish I could show show you right now, but it I kind of agree. It was very kind of bland. It was just kind of like, oh, yeah, not much personality to it. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. it was not pleasantly funny, though. Pleasantly funny. Pleasantly fuzzy, like you would have liked it. It was all clearly done, uh... like, computer graphics um, and just very monotone kind of looking. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, nope. I don't like yeah. it just by the yeah. description. No thanks. <laughs> So they went out, and even though it was going to cost a lot of money, they went out and like found a new artist uh, to do the mm-hmm. artwork on this. Uh, the art is by a French person by the name of, <laughs> I'm not going to pronounce this right, Xavier Guenifé-Durin, um, okay. a.k.a. also known as Naide, maybe. I don't know. It's N-A-I, but the I has two dots. Have you seen this letter before? It's like a Roman old... Thing? I don't know. N A I with two dots. A D E. Naide. Mm. Maybe. I don't know how to pronounce okay. that. But anyway, <laughs> you can look them up. This person has done uh, tons of artwork on tons of different games. Um, cool. Some of the more well known ones are Seasons and Conan. Oh. And, uh, the Seasons artist. Interesting. Yeah. And well, a lot I, of the... there was, I think there's multiple. I think there's multiple artists who, who contributed to Seasons. But yeah, yeah. The, interesting. Oh, okay. Cool. But it's like a lot of the art that I've seen for his games can look very different from each other. Very versatile, I'd say. Uh huh. Uh huh. But overall, I'd say that uh, Sobek two players. I mean, it has more ratings on Board Game Geek uh, than the original Sobek, and an Mm. overall higher rating than the original Sobek. So, Pete, I think this is a victory for the one friender's out there. The the people have spoken. (laughs) Give us one, you know what I mean? This one is Seven Wonders Duel. I think Seven Wonders Duel falls into this same category. Interestingly enough, also Bruno Cathala, um, he kind of steps in and pulls the trigger on a a two-player variant that that ends up winning people's hearts. That's kind of, he's got a history of that now. That's good. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I just just think it's it's living proof that if you put the phrase two players in the title of a game, (laughs) the score is going to go up. Uh, you know, you heard uh, it here first, folks. <laughs> Guaranteed. Yes. So a lot of people left. That, you know, that, that's the that's the two can play that game. Guaranteed. <laughs> that's the guarantee. People people went onto Board Game Geek and they saw the phrase two players" in the title and they said, "Oh, I'm going to give this a good review." Uh, on <laughs> so speaking uh, of that, speaking of uh, which, Andrew. Um, <laughs> Why don't we go ahead and... uh, I'm just picking up on your segue now. Why don't we just go ahead and review on this? Review on this. Okay, yeah. I wasn't sure how many times I was going to talk about the Board Game Geek reviews before we got into the review (laughs) segment. But we got here, folks. We made it. Uh, (laughs) And and me just sitting here going, "Uh uh-huh. Yeah, you're right, Andrew. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, Andrew, well, I'm going to read some uh, reviews of this game that I found online. We're going to assume what uh, that person's life is like, Andrew. How about that? Um, All right. This person gave it a 4 out of 10, and they and uh, she talked about how the mechanic of this game is kind of similar to uh, another game. Um, and uh, I think she might have, you know, referenced Insert and also Coffee was a, was another game that has similar. I uh, can't mm. remember whether that was Bruno's game, might be. Um, but, uh, but then after she talks about it having a similar mechanic, that when she says, um, Why did this flop for me when I liked that mechanic? Okay and used to like Sobek a lot. It's a mystery. I really don't even have a theory. So it goes. And Andrew, <laughs> I just like that she's casually dropping a mystery on the ground to see if somebody wants to solve it in this. You know what I mean? She just ends it in with as a cold case. She's like, huh, now why, why don't I like this? I used to like everything about it, but now I don't. Well, anyway, it's a mystery. I don't really, I don't really even know. You know what I mean? Uh, I guess we'll just never know unless somebody were to try to solve this mystery. Oh, well, you know. <laughs> I love that this is a mystery about this person's own board game, uh, yeah. you know, t- um, preferences. Preferences, yeah. yeah, is what I'm thinking. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like if you thought about it for like a couple of minutes, maybe you could figure it out. You could figure it out on your own. You're probably the best detective to figure it out. But she's <laughs> yeah, like, I don't think anybody mm, else is going to anyway. be able to figure it out for you. She's yeah. She was like, I guess it'll just never be solved. Just you know, <laughs> Andrew. Uh, this person gave it a six out of ten, and they said, usually love Cathala's games, but not feeling this one. I don't know. Dot dot dot. Now, Andrew, here's another person leaving an open-ended review, <laughs> almost, almost inviting someone to sway them. You know what I mean? They're just like, yeah, I don't like it, but uh, I mean, if only, <laughs> you know. Dot, dot, dot. If only you, Bruno the Cathala could, you know, kind of grease the wheels a little bit, uh, if you know what I mean. Just extorting Bruno and Sebastian, <laughs> you know. Now you can't, I could maybe uh, get to like it for, uh, for say, the addition of uh, some camel meeples. Or... Well, well, that's true. That's always true. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't you can't comment on people, right? On board game, you can't comment on their reviews. I, I don't guess. think so. On their reviews, I don't think like, so. That's probably smart on their on board game geeks uh <laughs> yeah it's honestly we do we not just need message board i think you insane. know me andrew i think we should just get rid of all ability to comment on anything message board. yes you know what I mean? yes that was that was one of the worst mistakes ever yep. made in social media except for the review section on apple Podcasts of two can play that game uh podcast. well see now that's a review section that's okay oh. posting reviews is fine oh. but just being able to respond being able to have a conversation publicly online is, uh, bad, is a bad okay, idea gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> so the the comments thread at and and that ilk needs to be disabled immediately so people should be able to just say what what they want without anyone yes. else responding to it exactly I, and then we can just get rid of that stuff you know what i mean then we can just not look at that stuff it can just exist on its own but instead everybody converses online before you know it you got pockets of reddit you know, white supremacists or whatever, just all right. Anyway, yeah. Um, you know, jumping into the comments thread and going, "Good one, buddy." You know. Anyway, uh, <laughs> nothing good happens in the comments thread. People have said it before, and I'll say it again. So no, I don't think you can reply to uh, reviews on on Board Game Geek. Good job, BGG. Good job, BGG. Uh, Andrew, this person gave it a six out of ten. They said 
It does share some of the DNA of its antecessor, but is different enough to feel like a different game. Now, okay, Andrew, so this person is a geneticist all of a sudden? You know what I mean? Talking about <laughs> DNA of this board. They're a board game geneticist, you know? Board ga- Did they say okay. ancestor? Or I, th- I swear I heard you say antecessor. They said antecessor, which honestly, <laughs> instead of like predecessor... I, I I don't know if that's a word. Let me go ahead and uh, type that into... That's... <laughs> no, it is not a word. But it is it is someone who has a grasp of, like, of Roman languages, though, because antecessor is, you know, A-N-T-E. Yeah. Like, that makes sense. You know, yeah, maybe this person's before. just, like, a big Latin nut or something like that, and they're just kind of going buck wild on... They're, try, <laughs> they're, they're part of a movement to make the English language push it back towards Latin. You know what I mean? Something okay. Like yeah, wow. Mm-hmm. So they're they're a, a geneticist slash uh, neo-linguist. Classic, I love cl- it. Classics. Yeah, exactly. Or, Andrew, they might have just sent a copy of Sobek, two players, off to 23andMe. You know what I mean? And they got some results. <laughs> they're like, well, it does have, you know, it is 80%, you know, Jaipur, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, that'd that'd 50% be cool. Irish? Whoa. What the heck? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's, a, that's how we get into, yeah, that, all right. We'll talk off mic. I think that's a great. Yeah, that's service. actually a big thing. We should be. We should be. Yeah, but we should create a uh, an account that is called like Board Game DNA or something like that, and we just break down. You Whoa, know, trademark, what? trademark, trademark. You could have trademark, a whole family trademark, tree. Trademark. Oh, oh, yeah. it's a whole taxidermy thing. Tree. Taxidermy? Is that what I'm thinking of? Uh, tax. Um, mm. no, that's no, stuffing animals. Right? Taxidermy. That's stuffing animals. Taxonomy. Yeah, taxonomy. Taxonomy. Wow. 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 No, not wow. taxidermy. Well, what I want to do is I want to take uh, board games and I want to uh, kingdom cu- phylum. I want to uh, yeah, class. I want to gut them. I want to cut out all their guts and then put stuffing <laughs> yeah. inside. I, I was like, yeah, I guess taxidermy. You know, if you want to get into that, Andrew, that's trademark. Check trademark, out my trademark board taxidermy board game meeples taxidermy. up here. <laughs> <laughs> I got some meeple heads hanging on my wall. Oh my god, that's, that's clever. Little antlers and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Uh, actually, it's kind of clever. Hmm. Okay. Trademark. Trademark. Trademark on that too. Because <laughs> all making, right, we've trademarked enough meeple, things here. Making giant meeple, you know, um, hunting um, trophies. Yeah. It's also trademarked. Okay. Trademark. Andrew, this person gave it an eight point five out of ten, and they said interaction is definitely what I love about this game. Setup and refill board is a chore, by the way. Well, Andrew, first of all, it's not. That's not true. You just you'd have to set the you know flips. It's a board game. It's place, a board game. Place okay. them on the board. It's a board game. There's literally it's literally you do that the entire game of Carcassonne. So relax. You know what I mean? Is that entire game a chore to you? You know what I mean? It's it's a board game. So um but second, uh I just I love the idea of it being a, a a chore, quote unquote, like having a this person having like a to do chore list hanging on their fridge, you know what I mean? And one of them is like ref, refill Sobek board, you know what I mean? There's like a gold gold star sticker next to it. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> need to set a reminder on my phone to refill the Sobek board. Hey Andrew, I think it's your week to uh, refill the Sobek board, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna do it tomorrow. You just you said that yesterday, you know. Um. Andrew, this person, this is the last one I'll go over um, because, you know, it's just so good, Andrew. This person gave it an eight. Well, I don't don't actually remember which one this is, honestly. So uh, (laughs) don't take that with a grain of salt. You made it sound like this is going to be some amazing. This is, is this Fisher Evans? Fisher Evans. 
I don't. Oh, I wish. I wish. Yeah, okay, Andrew, right. this is not Fisher Evans. This is a person who gave it an 8 out of 10, and they said, Easy, good-looking, and fast set collection game. It becomes quite tense when, after several games, you start to notice the orientation of the Ankh token. Hey, bud, I hate to be the one to break it to you, but you should be noticing the orientation of the Ankh token from your very first game, my man. That is kind of how you play the game. You know what I mean? Noticing the orientation. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't think you can actually play this game without noticing the orientation of the Ankh uh, token, quite frankly, Andrew. So maybe don't wait several games before you notice that. This guy just being like... Uh, yeah, Candyland gets pretty tense when on there about your sixth game, you uh, start to notice the colored squares on the cards. You know, it's like, <laughs> hey, bud. Yeah, uh, you're right. That was, good, you, that was a good one. You, you know, that was a good one, actually. That yeah, was a good, good one. Point. I knew I had a sixth sense about this kind of thing. This game starts to get tense. Well, yeah, I mean, he's right. This game starts to get tense as soon as you start playing it because that is the one. That's probably the most important yeah. rule in the whole thing is that you can only choose these tiles that the thing is pointing at. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> when after about after several games you start playing the game correctly, yeah, that's that's when it really that's be, when it, that's when it really tense. gets good. Yeah, before <laughs> that it's just so loosey goosey, just people just picking up tiles. Before that like, it seems like it's yeah, missing look. stuff. Yeah, <laughs> look at this one. All right, cool. Rules, maybe. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Andrew, that was a good one. I, and, you know, I feel so good about that. I wish we could just keep it going with uh, with other good stuff. Like I, I. Uh, for instance, I, I kind of wish that Dr. Fraser Crane was here. Wait, hold on. Oh. Was that the was that the doorbell, Andrew? My wow. dream came true. It's Dr. Fraser Crane. Dr. Fraser Crane. Wow. You know what? Uh, Dr. Fraser Crane was actually just outside the door with a cup, um, you know, with his ear up to a, a cup on the door, just listening, waiting for you to mention his name. Oh, <laughs> listening through the cup. I was like, <laughs> where is this going to go, baby? I was like... <laughs> you know how they always oh do that in the cartoons, gosh. and they put a cup up to the wall, and they can hear through it? Yes. I remember trying yes. that as a kid, and it, like, never worked. I was like, no. A glass, specifically. I think it does have to be glass. I oh, it does think. have to be glass. Maybe that, maybe that was my problem. I don't problem. know. I maybe that's... Some, like, sippy maybe cup it doesn't. But I think uh, I've done it before, and it's kind of worked, but uh, there's... Uh, I don't know. You could just put your ear up, I think, and hear the same kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, right. It's I just as good. You know what I mean? Anyway, uh, Dr. Fraser Dr. Crane... Dr. Fraser Crane is nodding, so he agrees with us. So, okay, you know. good, good, good. All right. Well, the, the good uh, doctors... But I'm glad that he didn't say anything, because we're going to be the ones talking here, Andrew. Right. He's just going to be in the background helping us count down the top ten phrases that you're going to hear someone say while playing the game of Sopek to players. Number 10. Ugh, get these beetles out of my fish! Number 9. What am I, pretty much every American politician because I have at least a little corruption at all times? Number 8. Look, I don't care how many beetles you put in these elephant tusks. Ivory is just cruel, okay? Number 7. What am I, the Muppet Lou Zealand? Because I've become the master of fish. Number 6. Yeah, this wheat is totally organic without any pesticides. You know, that's why it's got so many beetles in it. Number five. What am I, a Funko Pop collector? Because I seem to be taking more and more statues that are wild and have no inherent value. Number four. Yes, sure, I'll take the Beatles. Uh, we want you to do us a favor, though. Number three. What am I, Stevie Wonder and Paul McCartney? Because I seem to have a real hit on my hands with Ebony and Ivory. Number two. Yeah, look, I'm like that scene from The Mummy starring uh, Brendan Fraser. I got Beatles coming out of my eyeballs. 
Number one. What am I, way too many American politicians? Because I seem to be someone who both plays the market and can influence the market, which seems like a conflict of interest. Hello, folks. Yes, that's us interrupting this episode for a quick commercial break. What are we selling? Us, Andrew, as <laughs> the world's greatest game designers. Yes, that's right, folks. You've heard us talk about whether a game is good or bad, and quite frankly, we have uh, no reason why anyone should listen to what we say about it. Like, who are we, basically? We haven't even designed a game ourselves. Uh, so why should we be you know, criticizing what, how somebody does it. Well, now that's all changed. <laughs> Andrew and I decided to take a running joke on the show and make it into our lives. That's right, Andrew and I's lives are officially jokes now. They've been unofficially jokes before, <laughs> but... And uh, what we did was we decided... We, after we had made our 100th j joke about Candyland Duel, we said to ourselves, what if we actually sat, wouldn't it be fun if we actually sat down and wrote rules and like designed Candyland Duel? And we did. Uh, and uh, so you're saying to yourself, you know, well, when can I play that? And it's like, well, you can wait, you know, five years and it will be in your local Target, you know what I mean, uh, for, for the holidays. Or you can jump on our Patreon right now and have access to it and be playing it by tonight. Know what I mean, wow. Andrew? So you want to be That's a play? Right. You want to be part of our playtester community for Candyland Duel? Do you want to get updates all the time about new features in Candyland Duel, new game aspects to try out? You want to see how this game develops? You're going to want to visit Patreon. P A T R E O N. Patreon.com slash Two Can Play That Game Podcast. Finally, the Mount Rushmore of game designers, the Knizias, you know, the... Um, Rosenbergs. The, right, right, the Rosenberg. We should probably know, this should probably trip off my tongue a little bit easier there, Andrew. But it doesn't matter who else we can think of, because there's only room for two more faces on Mount Rushmore. And of course, that's going to go to Steele and Miller. Uh, at Patreon, and you can and you can be the person who points at the statue and says, "I was there at the beginning, you know, before these guys ever even had their faces carved on there." Because I went to Patreon.com forward slash Two Can Play That Game podcast, and we got to get back to the regular show. Aw, okay then. <laughs> Baby, it's time for a love break. And uh, we are going to continue our ongoing game of Fog of Love here. Pete and I have mm -hmm. a... Uh, you know it, Andrew. I was going to say a and hot and steamy relationship, but actually this relationship that we've been playing uh, is anything but, I'd say. We uh, keep having to kind of... We kind of wind up on the wrong page a lot of times in this relationship. It's had so. its ups and downs. It's been a little Mostly bumpy, downs. but hey, Mostly you know downs. what I mean? <laughs> listen <laughs> uh we'll see anytime listen. we get near jimmy john's it does get a little bumpy that's for sure that's for but, sure well uh, that's because they haven't think... they haven't paved that street in a while you know there's a lot of potholes that's why yeah a lot of potholes down there it's on the it's in the historical district you know what i mean cobblestones and whatnot oh that's that's what it is ye, okay. ye old jimmy john's you yes know what I mean? yeah ben franklin once <laughs> hated that jimmy john's i don't know if you knew that wow 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 yeah andrew uh a lot of our listeners are eagle Eagle-eared listeners might uh, remember that we are about 
to go to chapter two <gasps> of our relationship arc here, Andrew. Wow. We're done with chapter one. So I'm going to go ahead and just flip over the chapter two card, and we'll get started on the next set of scenes here, Andrew. Ooh, look at this. It says, what do you hope will happen? Life is getting more serious. You thought you knew each other, but not everything is transparent or easy to understand. Hey, it's true. Uh, and it says, what do you hope will happen? We're going to... Okay, so we start off by both discarding one scene and drawing one new one. So um, nice. just pick a scene that you'd want... that you'd we're never going to put down. You don't have any interest in. Just discard it and then draw okay. a new one. And uh, and it looks like for this, for chapter two, you can draw cards from any of the scene piles, either the sweet scenes, the serious scenes, or the drama scenes. Oh, wow. So you know I'm going drama. I want to add some spice to this. <laughs> I'm going sweet because I don't want to add any spice to this. <laughs> uh <laughs> But okay, so now we get into the both choose part. So this is kind of like, all right, for this scene, you got to imagine that I guess we are finally, we're having a serious talk here. We're like, okay, what do, what do we really want to get out of this relationship, right? Right. Um, and so our waiting, choices here. Sitting outside Jimmy John's waiting for it to open because we got right. there too early. And we're right. like, well, what are we going to do? And it's like, well, how about we talk about our, our future? You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah, Where do you okay. see this thing going? Um, and I guess our, we have three choices here that we can choose to say. Uh, we could either say, I mm -hmm. hope we can stay true to ourselves. Uh, mm -hmm. B, I hope we can be equal partners. Or C, I hope okay. we can be a real love team. Oh, okay. And the reason they chose those three things specifically to say here, Andrew, is it looks like no matter what, no matter what we choose, A, B, or C, we're going to discard a destiny. So we're holding... Uh, we're holding our destinies right now. We're going to go down by one. Remember, eventually in this game, you get down to one destiny that you're trying to fulfill. So That's your win um, conditions. That's your win. Yep. So we're going to go down to two destinies left here. If you choose A, where you say you want to be true to yourselves, the one that you can't discard is the self-realization destiny, where you try to, you know, we try to be happy ourselves, but don't worry about the other person or whatever. Um, if you choose B, you talk about equal partners because you cannot des you cannot discard the equal partners destiny, um, where you're both happy basically. And for C, um, it talks about being a real love team because the one that you can't discard is the love team destiny, which is like a ton of love. And also like a ton of gentleness, um, like positive gentleness uh, as a as a shared trait mm. between you two. So that's mushy mushy. Um, and uh, and additional effect on this card, Andrew. If we happen to both match, we're gonna get we're gonna both be bumped up by six in our uh, in our satisfaction in our in our hearts. Um, so, uh, let's go ahead and choose based on that. Do you want to be A, true to yourselves, um, B, equal partners, or C, a real love team? I think I know what I'm going to be, you know, going for. So I'm, yes. I'm going to lock mine in. And I do know one that I want to get rid of anyway, so. Yeah, I'm good. I'm, you know. I am locking mine in right now. Locking yours in? Okay. All right. You ready? We're going to flip them over in three, two. One. Hey, B, baby. That's right. We matched. Andrew, see, that's a good omen to start the second chapter of our relationship. So, wow. we both so we, both, 
we both want to be equal partners, it looks like, or at least we that we want to at least have that on the table as one of the destinies we can go with. So Yeah, so we um, both were sitting outside Jimmy John's and we said, where do you see this thing going? And we both kind of said, well, mm-hmm. I, I just hope that we're equal partners in this thing. And we're like, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> So, wow, so we get to bump up our satisfaction by six. That's actually our yeah. biggest jump of the game. Of the game. We That's were almost... great. That is a big jump for us because we were right. Because we were kind of had some friction, it was not getting very high. You know what I mean? We've played this yeah. game before where our, our we were really gelling and our, our satisfaction just kept going up and up and up and up. But this one, it's been kind of in drips and drabs. So this is a big jump for us. So that's good. So I'm going to be at... 15 and you're going to be at 14 okay mm-hmm. um and um and that's it well oh. andrew you're going to be the one to play a scene to into this chapter wow i'm just realizing andrew how long this chapter is this chapter by the way is 12 cards long which is twice twice the length Holy of the moly. first chapter andrew we're going to have to figure out um how we're going to wrap up this game because i think we're gonna run out of uh <laughs> we're gonna run out of uh you know episodes to play this game on by the end of season two etc so we'll, we'll figure out a way to maybe accelerate this or you know play it play it more on a bonus episode towards the end but um but in the meantime let's not worry about that future andrew let's worry about now there's only now baby actually there's only next week uh because now's over andrew Love break is over, but next week you'll play the first scene of the chapter two. So keep that in mind. No, all right. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but for right now, we got to get back to the show, Andrew. Um, and speaking of the show, Pete, I thought it would be time to have a brand new segment on the show. What do you think? Wow, variety, you know, the spice of life. You're yes. spicing up this relationship, Andrew, with a little bit of variety. And I think, you know, sticking with the fact that I want to do taxidermy board games, I think it's time for the <laughs> popular segment, There's More Than One Way to Skin a Game. There's more than one way to skin a game. Okay, Andrew, well, tell me a little bit about what this segment looks like. This is the segment where we decide, um, you know, what it would be like if we cut the skin off of this game and Mm. put on a new one. Yep, that's right. No, uh, basically, we're going to take the theme or, you know, the artistic direction of the board game, you know, this theme of, like, this ancient Egypt kind of uh, Sobek kind of theme, and we're gonna. What other theme could work? Okay, so the parameters of this segment are you gotta you gotta keep the rules basically exactly the same as they are now. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. new artwork, new theme. Um, right. What do you think it could be? You know. Right. We're not changing the way the game plays. We're only changing the skin of the game. So yeah. Um, Andrew, I think that I'm gonna go with Android Netrunner theme, Andrew, because oh, I, I have it. that thing on the mind. Okay. And so the way plugged I see this is mind. like the, the uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. I'm plugged into the matrix here, Andrew. Um, and um, the way I see it, the corruption that you take can like um, be viruses, you know what I mean, that you pick up as you're trying to get more location data on like the runner. Like if you're part of the corporations, the corpos, you're like um, 
you're picking up viruses as you're trying to search for this runner. And so that's your corruption. Or for the runner, you're picking up uh, whatever they call that, like brain wounds or whatever, all those, uh, all that damage, brain damage and all that stuff. Um, as you go through like tough ice, that's your corruption. You know what I mean? Oh, I see. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you're like trying to pick up like sensitive information or whatnot mm-hmm. uh, and, and, uh, and, and sell it basically. Like the runner, the runner is trying to like sell info as a, as blackmail on the uh, on the corporations, you know what I mean, like mm-hmm. uh, ransomware and stuff like that. In the corpos, they're trying to process all this location data that they're picking up as they're going through yeah. it to try to like pinpoint the runner so they can, you know, I don't know, kill them. I guess. I guess they're an evil corporation, yeah. of course. This <laughs> yeah, they're an evil corporation. Yeah, and they don't want to get hacked. Um, and if the corpos win, they find the runner, they stop the blackmail, they probably kill. And if the runners win, they get like a huge chunk of change by ransom, ransoming the corpos and they win, you know? So that's, right. that's, that's, I think a cool skin for the game. Yeah, that's beautiful. All right. Could we call it, uh, Android net, Android colon net runner colon two players. Could we call it that? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Even more two players or whatever. <laughs> two players again. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? The return of the two players. Um, (laughs) The return of the two players. Okay, so my new skin for this one is it's going to be Aliens from Outer Space, okay? Ooh. And uh, instead of little square tiles, they're going to be circles. And uh, each color you're trying to get is is like a new set, so there's different color aliens, okay? And, uh, you know, they're all circles, okay? Maybe some could have, like, little scales, maybe, or some could be... (laughs) Some could be feathery. Okay. Some yes. some maybe could you know some of these aliens maybe like could be like purple Wookies from the holiday special you know I mm-hmm. think uh, something like that you know I just kind of came up with this off the top of my head. <laughs> yeah. So Andrew, I you 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 suggested a new segment for our show more than one way to skin a game, and then you just essentially played an old segment, which is uh, two copies not furious <laughs> with bubbly pop essentially. Okay, I see. All right. Oh, is that the same game as bubbly pop? Yeah, I guess you're right. Oh wait, but uh, here's <laughs> okay. Here's the thing though. Um, in this version of bubbly pop, this. Uh, it still takes place in ancient Egypt, uh, coincidentally. Just just because we all know wow. that Egyptians did get all of their technology from from aliens, so. ancient aliens yeah, stuff. That... Yeah. Well, Andrew, I I love this. You have a, we should do this one time. Is you have essentially slammed together Bubbly Pop and Sobek two players. What if you, what if you played Sobek two players with the Bubbly Pop aliens and then. When you get them, you then put them on your bubbly pop board. You know what I mean? Like put them in your bubbly oh. pop sky. It's like you can play both at the same time uh, somehow. We'll figure it out. We're making Maybe a your combo corruption game. goes on to the your corruption goes into the bubbly pop game, and they fall down from yeah. the sky or something. Exactly. Like that, right? Yes, yeah. we're calling it Sobek, bubbly Sobek or Sobek Pop. Colon <laughs> so- two players, something. Like Sobek so pop. pop. Yeah, two players. I yep. like it. I like it. It's a good skin for this game, Andrew. I like it. Sobek Pop. And then, of course, you could sell, like, uh, candy, you know, Willy Wonka's Sobek Pops, you know. And it's like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the most corrupt candy your kids will ever eat. Yeah. You're basically taking two of the best-selling games ever, Bubbly Pop and Sobek Two Players. And, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, of course, Coca-Cola is going to want to get in on this or whatever. Yes. The Mars Company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, as soon as, soon as they get out of – they're going to have all this money that they're not going to uh, lose in their uh, lawsuits of Look, uh, <laughs> exploiting child labor and everything like that. They're going to want to spend it on something. You know what I mean? Kids will be eating – what did I call them? Sobek pops? They'll be eating them so much their their teeth will be falling out of their head. They're going to be needing yeah. all kinds of dental work, you know, because they're just cavities yep. out the wazoo. Gonna they're going to – yep. And uh, some of our senators, uh, you know, very quickly uh, investing in dental stock or whatever. Anyway, <laughs> Andrew. Oh, speaking of de- uh, yet again, <laughs> your your segue going right over my head, Andrew, like a uh, like an like a bu- like a sky full of bubbly pops. Andrew, <laughs> you're telling me that you just got your expanders out. I just got my expanders out. That's right. I just got my expanders out. Um, <laughs> so we're going to talk about <laughs> expansion packs of this game and uh, what expansion packs we think they should make. Because actually there uh, have not been any expansion packs. I actually did not look this up. Um, it's a new game. No expansion packs of this one. It's mm. it's not... A, they, uh, this, a lot of people think that this might be an expansion pack of the original Sobek, but it's not. It's a totally different mm. game. It's so, not uh, just like Seven Wonders Duel is a totally different yeah, totally uh, take different on Seven game. Wonders. That's right. That where Bruno Cathala he 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 doesn't just make two player variations. He makes a right. whole new game out of it, yes. baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So I got... Andrew, let's talk about some expansion packs we want to make for this one. What do you think? What would be a good expansion pack for Sobek two players? I actually uh, because I kind of phoned it down on that last segment. I actually went. I went. And had made two different oh uh, my God. expansion ideas for this. Uh, the first one is not good. The second one I think is actually pretty good. I okay. <laughs> so this will right. yeah. This is a good. This is because you phoned it in on the last one. You're going to make it up to me by uh, give you know giving the listeners a, a bad one <laughs> in this one. And <laughs> well, to be honest, the game. One critique I had of it, at least for me, was the game seemed a little too short. I know that's weird for me to say because I always like short games. Yeah. It's but fast. I, I just yep. felt mm-hmm. like I was working. I was always working on making these uh, collections of the sets or whatever, and mm-hmm. I would just be like, "Oh no, there's only a few. T- there's not enough tiles left. You know, I need. There's only. Yeah. There's only one more. You know, ivory token out there. I can't. I can't make my set. You know. So yeah. honestly, yeah. I wanted. I wanted there to be more tiles. So um, my new expansion adds 500 new tiles. Okay. <laughs> okay. And- <laughs> Here's what you do. Instead of, you know, refilling the board, like that one person said it was a chore to keep refilling the board or whatever, um, you're yeah. going to start with all 500 tiles out on the board at once. Uh, in oh, tall, my gosh. But it's still 6 by 6 so it's going to be very tall stacks. Okay, so it's like really like tall skyscrapers okay. of tiles. And so when you take one off, then yeah. the one underneath is revealed. That, that stack like gets it. one tile shorter. So you end up mm-hmm. playing with these, and then all the stacks start varying in height because you've taken them off at different stacks. At that point, it's kind of like a balancing kind of game, like Jenga. It's like, can you put the Ankh token without knocking over the rest of the the uh, yeah. tile towers? You know, right? Because you do uh, in your expansion rules. Do you lose if you if the Ankh not falls over? Uh, yes. If anything falls over, then you lose. Oh. Yes, yes, that's <laughs> thank you. That's okay. Actually... If anything falls over, you lose. Interesting. Yep. Yeah, you lose. punishing, yep. punishing rules. Maybe that's the yes. hard mode. Maybe. You know what you could actually? Whoa! I just thought about this. You know what you could do is you could actually make it 
so that the ones near the middle are taller and the ones on the outside are... So it would make like a pyramid shape, huh? That's ancient Egypt kind wow. of... Wow. Now that's theme, baby. Now that's theme. Wow. It's a 3D wow, pyramid. Wow, wow, wow. That's theme. Board game. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. So that's my bad idea. Um, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> Um, my I like good idea. It though, so that's good. Oh, you like it? My good idea was uh-huh. much, yeah. much quicker. I, well, another critique of this game. So I went with critiques. I was like, oh, how can I make this game more appeal more to me? Another one was uh-huh. there was not enough luck. I felt like it was all it was too much strategy for me. And you know I, how much I love <laughs> dice. So instead yeah. of tiles, there's gonna be no tiles. It's gonna be all dice. Hmm. Okay. So it's different colored oh. dice to represent the different goods, and they're all out okay. there. Okay. And when you yeah. pick one up, you don't know if it's going to have, like, a scarab beetle on it or not. Or, you know, if it's going to have two scarab beetles on it or something like that. So then you, you pick it up and then you roll the, like, you pick up the wheat die and then you roll it. And then you see wow. what, you know, how many scarabs or whatever is going to be on there. Um, and wow. they could all be different. Like, like the ivory one obviously has more um, pips on it or whatever to represent the scarabs than other ones. Mm. Mm-hmm. Huh? I think that's a pretty good I like idea. I like well that's too much luck for me but I I can <laughs> dig it. I uh I don't know who would create such a crazy um you know cha- chaotic part of a game. Um that mm. sounds almost like cha- almost like Candyland Duel to me how chaotic that is and those guys <laughs> we know are absolutely nuts with the uh, does that putting that like element in where you, pray, you where you pray to the god of chaos and it, and it can and it can change yeah. the game right at the end it's insane. Um so uh, you kind of remind me of those guys who made that game, Andrew. Maybe I, we should change uh, the name I, of I, Candyland. Are... Hold on, we got to change the name of Candyland Duel to Candyland Two to Players. Candyland colon Two Players. What if it's Candyland colon Duel colon Two Players? Yes. Yes. Okay. Colon cool. Netrunner. Yep, that's perfect. Colon Netrunner. I do like that. I do like that a lot. We would definitely get sued for that one, but yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, now, Andrew, uh, I here's my idea for the expansion. So, okay. I uh, this this theme is very interesting because, like, the idea is not only it's not just ancient Egypt. the The idea is this burgeoning, thriving marketplace has grown up surrounding um, the construction of a new temple to Sobek. Because mm-hmm. there's so much activity going on in that area, suddenly there's a market. Uh, for goods that is really busy and thriving because there's you know so many people doing construction there uh, actually you know what i mean let's face it <laughs> i mean there there were many slaves um building yeah. that that place i would assume um and um so there's people that uh probably buy fish and wheat and all that stuff and then just people um you know what more well-off people probably who were visiting etc and, and overseeing construction yada 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 because of so much activity in that area the market's going great um and so i like i think that's a very interesting idea and i wanted to run with that and specifically think they're building this temple to the god sobek it's got an alligator head um what if there was an entire expansion that's all about alligator wrangling um <sighs> So basically, as a good omen for the opening of the temple, you have to wrangle the most alligators to put into a moat around it. You know what I mean? Uh Um, And so I don't have the exact specifics for this, but maybe it's just a separate board 
Um, or maybe you just add in alligator tiles to the ones that you mix them in, you shuffle them in, you know what I mean, with the ones you put on. And you have right. to, like, collect alligators. Uh, but if you collect them as corruption, those count as bites. And if you get enough bites, it's just an automatic losing, you know what I mean? Or um, um, maybe it's just, like, an entirely new play mechanic, like a push your luck to see how many you can collect before like you flip over the one that is a bite you know that kind of thing mm -hmm. something like that though something about collecting alligators or wrangling them somehow to get the most to to uh, well, to get the blessing you know what i mean i got your new play mechanic right here okay um you have a this game comes with a plastic alligator that you put on the floor and you put a mm -hmm. golf ball into its mouth and wow. if you do, then you get to collect an alligator token. It's I call wow, it. Wow! Wow! I call it Sobek. Uh, I'll, Sobek I'll, colon I'll, golf. <clears throat> colon I'll see golf. that, and I will raise. What if it was an alligator that you wind up in the center of the board, and then he spins around and knocks things over? <laughs> you remember that dizzy, dizzy dinosaur? Dizzy, we dizzy used to have that as a kid. You remember that? Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. Mm, mm, mm. There's also that. Um, um, did you ever play that alligator thing where you? It's like, like you said, like, like press your luck kind of thing. You press down its teeth, and then uh, if you press the wrong one, then it bites you. You ever play that? Uh, where it's like, it's like a dental. It's yes, it's a. Uh, there's a whole. You're you're pulling its teeth, I think, and it might and it might bite you. I think it's like you're doing oh. dentistry on it. You know what I mean? It's oh, almost like uh, a game that's uh, you know kind of ha it, what you want to do is you want to avoid the alligator attack. You know what I mean? Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. I, I love the alligator theme. I think that's uh yeah, they didn't play up the alligator thing enough in this one, so you're right. I need yeah. more yeah. More gators. More gators, please. Um Yeah. Yeah. In fact it could be well, uh Sobek colon two players colon oops all gators. I think that's <laughs> Yeah, oops all gators. I do like that. Now Andrew, it is my turn. The tables have turned and you missed my segue, Andrew. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We were talking about we were talking about how much uh, how much you're trying to avoid the the alligator attack, but how about we avoid the bear attack? Bear attack. Okay, Pete, I was just having way too much fun thinking about alligators. Okay, and I missed I missed the yeah segue. thinking about all the alligator board games throughout history. Maybe we should do a, a bonus episode where we just rank the alligator based games. You know what I mean? You got I guess Dizzy Dizzy Dinosaur is a dinosaur technically, right? Well, but, alligators um, I think hmm. are technically dinosaurs. Are right? they technically been, dinosaurs? I think yeah, they've maybe. been around hmm. since the dinosaur times, I believe. Yeah, since so. prehistoric times. Um, so. But yeah, and you got of course the dentistry one, and then you got Gator Golf, and you got some other ones, I'm sure. Hmm. Um, Interesting. Yeah, but there's been lots of but hungry, let's say hungry alligators. Hungry, hungry alligators. Yeah, technically hippos are alligators, and they're all dinosaurs. That's Andrew, true. let's say you got a bear, though, instead, and it's you're being chased by it. What part of this game are you throwing at it, Andrew? Okay, I'm throwing the fish um, because bear wow. love fish. That's it. That's it. Easy done. That's, that's it. <laughs> Distraction, you're out of there. Zip. You know what I mean? He's eating. He's trying to eat this cardboard thing. He's like, mm, yum, fish. You know what I mean? Probably throw. And if you can, you're probably... I'm trying to throw the one I'm with not the most even, fish on it, right? I'm not even running away. In fact, I hope that I get attacked by a bear while I'm playing this game because you're it's just like, flipping eh. more and more fish tokens at him. Yeah, there you go. Here, eat up. I got plenty. You know, trying to fill him up. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah until yeah. he's until the bear is so full that you know she's just sauntering away, being like, Bleh. you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I can't. Bleh. Have you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I gotta put another um, notch in my belt. I gotta go hibernate <sighs> now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fair enough. 
Um, well, Andrew, I thought about that. I also thought about maybe throwing the Ankh at the bear because they, you know, because uh, the arms of the Ankh have like arrows on the end that are pointing mm-hmm. which direction, you know, you, yeah. you for the orientation of it. They, they're kind of sharp, so it's almost like, you know, it's kind of, you know, kind of a weapon, kind of throwing it. So maybe you maybe you hit the bear with the Ankh, the sharp yeah, Ankh, about and they that go, too, ow, yeah. this person's got sharp stuff on them i'm out of here kind of thing right, right. but you, but you know what i you know what i think i would go with andrew is probably those those wild tiles which are of oh. course uh the statues that have the alligator because yeah. <laughs> i'm thinking i'm thinking maybe the bear would be frightened by the alligator suddenly there's a bunch <laughs> of alligators on the ground and he's just like ah you know what i mean turns and runs maybe uh and i was yep. i was like when i thought of that andrew i was like uh huh i wonder if bears and alligators ever really fight much uh and uh, that led me down a, a rabbit oh, hole no. andrew on the internet oh, no. to an a, a an animal planet show called animal face off uh <laughs> which i guess was way back in the day uh, oh, no. uh I, I assume it's from a long time ago because the cgi was pretty terrible but very good it's actually if you go find this because there's there's uh, specifically a fight between a bear and an alligator. I guess the whole show was like they would tell you who would win in a fight between animals or whatever. But this one was between uh-huh. a bear and an alligator. And man, the CGI is bad and fun and good. Um, uh-huh. And uh, spoiler alert, but they did have the bear win this one. But it's so funny because it's like uh, it's so made up. You know what I mean? Like they, <laughs> the reason the bear won was because they decided to have the alligator at some point try to escape and the bear got it while it was trying to escape and it's like what made you make that decision you know what i mean they just it's like you know yeah, anyway um so you're telling me in the history of the world i guess it's true an alligator and a bear have never fought each other in real life oh i'm sure that has but uh, but i had i also read like uh you know some yahoo answer or something like that where somebody was like uh well a bear would have to be pretty stupid to you know, they they probably know bears are very smart, so they probably know that they that the waters are infested with alligators or whatever, and they probably avoid those bodies of water. And like the alligator probably wouldn't come out of, you know, they yeah. they just swim well, around live, in that body of water. So. I don't think bears would live in the same areas alligators necessarily. Or... Mm, there might be some areas where there's some crossover. They might cross but you're right, probably not, bit. probably not yeah. very many, but yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're right. I mean, that they, they know that they can't eat an alligator, so they're like, I'm not, I'm not messing with that. You know. <clears throat> Yeah, exactly. I don't think they would mess with it. So I think if they saw some alligator pieces on the ground, they'd probably, you know, pause. Now, what you got to do is, if you're a, an alligator and you want to get a bear, you got to hide in a picnic basket and then, you know, boom, pop out when they come to get it. <laughs> a picnic basket in Yellowstone. Yeah, basket. yeah. Most of these, most of the bear uh, alligator fights take place in Jellystone Park. You know what I mean? <laughs> is that what that was called? Jellystone. <laughs> Um, uh, and if you and if you were a bear and you wanted to um, maybe take on an alligator, what you probably should do is just get two two bears. You know, just get a friend because two bears right. could probably take on an alligator. Just That's like true. Andrew, two people could play this game, <laughs> but should they? could play this game but should they that's right uh how sure are you that two bears should play this game we're gonna give this ra- uh, game a ra- rating from zero to 100 percent of how many alligators should play this game um and so uh 
Yeah, this is where it all comes down to it. Uh, Pete, I don't know if I've really... Yeah. This is... this is. Uh, I don't think we've really talked too much about our opinions up until this point. And you, sometimes we kind of oh, give it away. Oh, yeah. Um, right, that's a good point. Usually we have talked more... Um, the game has come up more before we sit down, and we kind of we can kind of gauge how each other feel. But I, yeah, yeah. I don't think, uh, yeah. Uh, I, uh, I'm, I'm giving excited this one, to see what you think. I'm giving this one a seventy-five percent. Uh, wow. I think, okay. I actually would have thought you had would have given it a little bit higher, but okay. Yeah, I think it's well done. Um, I yeah. can tell. You know, it's a it's a very tight design it's like oh yeah they, i mean they... 75 is not a you know not a not a low number that's a that's a high number but no 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 um i i gotta recognize that they they kind of squeezed every mechanic in the book into this thing i i feel like it's like yeah. very it's like you know the the onk thing facing the different directions and then the set collection but oh you can skip some if you really want to do this but it's going to hurt you and of course then there's like the characters and then you get the bonus things and it's like Wow, and then there's yeah. the the scarab beetles, which the, are the multiplier. Holy moly! There's right. like there's so a lot to think much. About. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. so much in this that they they crammed into this thing. Um, mm-hmm. I just I don't know something about these these you know me these games with these when you gotta add things up and multiply them and the and the points and all this. I it just I just feel like yeah. uh, I don't know it's it it didn't really stick out to me as something different or exciting for me. I don't know. I don't know really how to I describe gotcha. it. I, you, don't, uh, you don't go to math class to have fun. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You're more of a gym, gym class guy. Um, I think a big thing for me is that I could have, and I think I talked about this uh, with other games uh, as well, but I just felt like I could have been making a more optimal move. I don't like it. I don't like to take games too seriously and spend a whole lot of time and a whole lot of brain power thinking about, well, what should I do? And this one, Boy, you really could think about, like I said, there's so many things to think about. Yeah. Um, that I just don't feel like it. I my brain shuts down, and I'm like, I don't feel like thinking about all that. I'll just take this one. Thank you. Um, mm-hmm. Now, personally, because uh, I, I always give these things a rating based on like kind of a combination of how I personally, how much I personally enjoyed the game, and also how much I mm-hmm. would recommend it to other people. But if I were just oh, rating on on how I personally felt about this game, I would give this game a much lower rating than what I did because I did not uh, enjoy, I, I did not enjoy playing this game. And I Pete, see, I see. Pete, I'm going to say admittedly that is my own fault. Um because yeah. uh oh, Pete, right. Pete and I played this on uh, Board Game Arena, great website. I yep. recommend you mm-hmm. check it out. Um yep. but I did not read the rules ahead of time. And mm. I played. Now we played several games, and of course I learned yeah, the rules as we went. Okay. I was gonna. I was gonna say it was almost like every new time we played, you learned one more rule. <laughs> <laughs> so I played several games without until you know finally realizing the full rules. You know, um, right, and right. And I never quite caught onto the strategy. Pete, of course, read all the rules up and down. You know, oh, yeah. before the first game, had a great so, had a great time. Yes, whistling so, <laughs> while I read a rule book. That's me. That that is quite literally, you know. And I never quite I caught onto the strategy. Books. I see. Part of my problem was, I think, is that I never wanted to take any corruption. And I think I realized, uh, you know, maybe mm. that's that's a big part of it. I don't know. I I almost never wanted to take corruption. Um, that, yeah. Um, maybe that says something good it about me. It kind of doesn't know. matter. I mean, it's only seven points, basically. It's not. Right. You know what I mean, like. Right. So, so we we played six or seven times, I think, and I just figured that. Mm-hmm. So, Pete, I want to play one more game and see if I can beat you because I only won. <laughs> I yeah. only won. 
I think I only won the first game that we played sort of by accident, mm-hmm. uh, and the rest of them I got <laughs> totally destroyed because I didn't know a lot of the rules. So, but mm. put all that aside, I do think it's a very well-made game, and I I yeah. would recommend it if you're into this kind of thing, but it's just just not really for me. Yep. I gotcha, gotcha. Gonna pull up Board Game Arena right now, Andrew, and go ahead and uh, uh, invite you to a game. <laughs> uh, Andrew, I'll do that because I really do like this one. It's uh, uh. it's quick. It, it's fun. Uh, there's a bunch of decisions uh, to make that you can have a real impact on scores. You know, the theme is bright and vibrant. The art's nice. It, it hits pretty much all of my interests for like a light, medium light game. You know what I mean? Um, so I, I say, Bruno, work, Sebastian, yeah. you done did it again. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> I like these guys. These guys are good at designing. Andrew, I'm going to give it an 83%. I think oh, it's just, okay. you know, I think it's just got a lot going for it, quite frankly. Is it the best thing in the world? No. Nah. Uh, but it's very good, very fun. Um, and I could see myself playing it numerous times. You know what I mean? It, it's 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 right there. You know, it's you want to play a Jaipur, you want to play King Domino, it's right there. This this fits right in with all those things. If you want to play that level of, of game, you know what I mean. So, um, and it's well and done. Insert. So, Don't forget insert 83. as well. Oh, and insert. You know what I mean? Yep, 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 yep. Um, can't forget insert, even though the rest of the world has. Um, Andrew, speaking of forgetting other games, why don't we go ahead and take this scores and run over to the leaderboard. <laughs> Leaderboard. Leaderboard time. Um, let's see. We're going to take our two scores and average them together to get a final official score of our show here. Uh, let's see. I gave it a 75%. Pete, you're giving it an right. 83%. And, of course, that's right. going to... You know how much I love doing math here. Um, that's going to average out to 79%. We are officially 79%. Sure, the two people wow. should play the game. So back two players. Wow, 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 wow. I love it. Andrew, that is good company, I would say, here, Andrew. Right above it is Karen, which I really like. Right below it is Skullcalo, which you really like. So, hey, good company. Yes. Yeah, I was sad to see Skullcalo there knocked down a little bit. But uh, that's going to be at 27th place on the leaderboard, so number 27. Okay, there we go. Out of, of hey Pete, 50, fifty games. So happy I mean, that's fiftieth. This is our fiftieth episode. Hey, happy fiftieth. Yes. <laughs> um, but uh, so a little bit below halfway. But the hey, that ain't that ain't bad. No, no, no. Um, yeah, and seventy nine. I mean, that's a uh, just C plus. You know, C plus, C plus plus. Maybe so. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Um, if you want to see our full leaderboard, I guess you can go to our Tumblr, Pete. I don't know. Tumblr was not working there for a little bit. I don't know. We'll yeah. See. Well, I mean, it, <laughs> images kind of stopped working on Tumblr, but it still works as a, as a way to, to, to access things. You know, oh, okay, um, you good. can access, you can access the, uh, you can access everything there. You can access our, our old chess break. You can access our fog of love break. Um, you can access our leaderboard. It'll, it'll, that go, going to uh, two could play that game podcast.tumblr.com will point you in all those directions. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, hey, whoa, I did not even mean to do that. Speaking of cool, are we cool? Are we cool? 
Well, Andrew, after playing this game, Sobek, two players. Are we still cool? How many points did our friendship go up or down, Andrew, if you had to put it into uh, into points? Uh, which we do, of course, every which time. Which we do, of course. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. yeah, I'm going to mm-hmm. say uh, minus two on this one. Um, we are not cool after playing this game. But again, that's my fault because I didn't read the directions. So minus two. <laughs> I see. <sighs> Well, I said plus one, Andrew, <laughs> uh, because I, I, I had a nice time, um, and um, perhaps I was not picking up on, um, you know, uh, <laughs> your frustration. <laughs> and that's on me, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, but uh, so maybe this one kind of left us in a little bit of a negative, which is uh, yet another reason to play it one more time, Andrew. That's right. We're going to play one uh, more time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna beat you because I'm gonna be yeah, so corrupt. Yeah, and then we'll get that. So we'll get that. So corrupt. That are we cool score up, Andrew? Yeah, don't worry. How about many? Did, how many would you have it like in your corruption by the end of the game? It depends. Depends on the game. Sometimes I had very low corruption. One time I think I had zero, but one time oh. I think I had like seven, and I just didn't care. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. Yeah. You know I mean? like, mm-hmm. Yeah, I would usually have like maybe three or four or something mm-hmm. like that, but. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, usually yeah. not because I put them in there. Usually because some special power put them in there. It's like you made me discard mm-hmm. some of mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a little bit of take take that in this game. You know what I mean? It for sure yeah. is. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. That no. one. There's one character card which which forces your opponent to discard tiles down to seven. And uh, boy, I don't mm-hmm. like being on the receiving end of that one because you're because when you have yeah. such a big, you have so many tiles, you're about to trade them in. You're like, oh yeah, I'm just mm-hmm. I'm just gonna keep going, keep going. Give me more tiles. Give me more. Yeah, You're about to yeah, trade yeah. in like a huge and, score, and then boom, no nothing. Oh, and you know what? The most dude, the most recent game that we played, by the way, um, I got just I got the right bonus token at just the right time because I had a ton of corruption. I am talking like tw- ten tokens or whatever <laughs> my corruption, and I happened to get the bonus uh, power tile that was to put everything in my corruption back into my hand. Oh and um, it was nuts because it That's went down to like zero, zero. So I went down to zero corruption, and it I I was able to sell all that stuff basically. Yeah. So it was nuts. Yeah, it was a yeah, huge wow. reversal. All all right, right within the past the last like three moves. Pretty wow. crazy. So, but you <laughs> right. like the luck in it, okay? And you want to turn up the luck in it, okay? That's <laughs> <Yeah>, good. <laughs> Andrew, uh, speaking of being lucky, uh, I think the listeners would be very lucky to tune into our Twitter uh, at Two Play That Pod or our Instagram, which is uh, Two Can Play That Game Podcast. Um, and I think we would be lucky to get an email from them, Two Can Play That Game Podcast at Gmail dot com. You know, just send us an email, drop us a line, say how you doing. That's right. That's right. We we love getting mail. You know, mail call. Mm-hmm. Hey, mm-hmm. but um, you know what's going to even make you even more lucky is if you tune in next time. Oh, that would make them the luckiest of all, Andrew, in my opinion. Uh, of course, unless they get another friend. Oh, yeah, that would be very unlucky if they got another friend. Mm-hmm. So, uh, mm-hmm. And in, in that mm-hmm. case, though, we're not going to leave you hanging, okay, since you listened to this one. We're going to just recommend yeah. that you tune into a different show. It's called, uh-huh. uh, it's, it's called Fried Thrice. Fried thrice. That's right. We are not uh, m- mean uh, people. We're gonna gi- we're gonna give you another podcast to switch to. You know, we're not gonna leave you hanging. Fried thrice is what you should jump to if you get another friend, because that's the podcast about three-player board games, and uh, also it's about mixing rice uh, and soy sauce in a wok to make a dish. So 
it's kind of wild how many episodes they've been able to produce about about one dish about fried rice but uh speaks well, to the versatility of it you know yeah i mean there's lots of different uh lots of different variations you can do on that and i guess lots mm-hmm. of uh, lots of three player specific board games i mean so many yeah I lots of board of games that. out there andrew that are for three players only yeah, so be, many because that's that's so what that many. podcast is all about you know so many and they're on episode what a thousand you know <laughs> man those people it's are been just going on for over there it's been going on for uh, 20 years or whatever <clears throat> yeah yeah it's a lot of a lot of board gaming over there a lot of fried rice up, a lot of fried rice a lot of uh, a lot of three player board games seen their kids grow up from You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean?